0: the level ay, 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 ay. Doing the most let's make it toast Shoot for the, stars. Ten gross. Came from the cracks. Rose. it done, you already know switch up the flow. How I glow what's going on everybody you're here with another episode of big talk with Lizy with your host Lizy the gifted and today I am joined by an extremely special guest but before I get to my guest guys do not forget giftedbychoice.com we got brand new hoodies don't forget to cop yours Super limited quantities. Um, the made for more hoodies are out. We love you, we appreciate you. Go cop yours. And leave a rating and review on the iTunes store. It helps a lot for us to grow the movement organically that way, so leave a rating and review. Uh, if you've got Spotify or you use any other kind of spot, um, streaming platform for the podcast, just share the podcast with a friend, share it on your social media, and don't forget to tag me. Okay, today's guest, this is super impromptu. We are here in the penthouse in the dog patch in San Francisco with my boy, Evan. Everybody give a warm round of applause for Evan Maeda. What's up, brother? Thanks for having me, Lee. (laughs) Really, you're having me. I'm at your house. (laughs) So, guys, this is sick. We were just watching... um, who is it, John Mayer, and what's the other guy's name? Uh, Jerry Lorenzo. Okay, so we're watching John Mayer, Jerry L- Lorenzo. He's the guy behind Fear of God, which I had never heard of before. Yeah. And they did an interview with Complex. Yeah. They were on the cover. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's yeah. cool because Jerry Lorenzo is, is a fashion guy, like Evan is, and John Mayer is a music guy, like I am. So we were watching this, and then, like, I started just getting inspired by the convo they were having. So a little
1: impromptu. Uh, yeah, a little impromptu. Guys, for those,
0: for those of you listening who don't really know, like, so first of all, Evan was on one of our podcast episodes a while back with Thomas. Um, still to this date, the longest episode I have two hours. <laughs> and
1: that yeah, was a long,
0: yeah, it was a long conversation. Yeah, uh, and if you really follow my content closely, which I'm thankful that most of you do, like I've brought up Evan's name a million times. Evan's the guy who uh, my senior year I made him a mixtape and. I slipped him my song in the mixtape, and he was like, "Oh, dude, this is sick! You should make a, you should make a mixtape of your own songs." And so Evan was really one of the first people who inspired me to do music. Little did I know, little did I kn- 10 he know. Years later, I'd still be bothering you. <laughs> I'd still be eating your chili. <laughs> we just had some chili, that's why I said that. So Ev, so first off, let's talk about um, a little bit. We were just talking right before. Um, we were talking about...
1: What exactly were we talking about right before? Because we talked about trends. No, no, we were talking about... Yeah, I think, I think one of the, the big things was that, like, there, is, there was a discussion going on between Jerry and John right. about the differences and the sim- similarities of, mm-hmm. like, the fashion and the music process. Oh, yeah, that's, it, that's, what, that's and what it was. And, it, like, and I think it just resonates because, like, not only, like, are you coming from the music background and then i also have had previous like experience in the fashion game but like mm. now you also been doing a lot of stuff with the gbc brand right. and are now seeking that kind of knowledge or that kind of understanding of taking two very like creative and expressive processes and like learning how to cater to different audiences but also like put out the best product that you can
0: yeah right because
1: they're both in the end of the day putting product out
0: so like, talk dude you're right and like one thing I'm learning is how music and fashion are, are not culturally that different. Just from starting to listen to the audio book, This Is Not A T-Shirt, I'm really realizing like, wow, like, f- so I'm realizing that fashion and music are like synonymous, but in terms of the processes, they could not be more different. Music is not something you can feel and touch. It's audio. And and clothing is like not really a piece of content you can make content around it it's a it's a thing you wear yeah so 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 talk about then the process kind of maybe from a to z of like maybe creating like just your process with fashion
1: yeah i think i think that there are some really like underlying fundamental similarities between these two things right and mm-hmm. like i think when you're when you're so involved in one particular area you see you see it very much in that with that lens, but I think the idea of things like um, uh, quality yeah. and originality mm-hmm. I think these things span like across any type of thing that you make right like because yeah. like any of the day like you would say right that the music that you want to pull out you want to put out is original mm-hmm. and comes at a really high quality right yeah. and like the funny thing is if you were to ask somebody about the, the t-shirts or the clothing that they make, I think a fashion designer would use those two terms also yeah. off, the, off the get-go, right? Quality um, and originality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but the funny thing is like when you're in this world of like, when you're in your own world, like your own industry, right? Like you interpret quality and originality or these types of higher level concepts in one way, but you're also like really used to the other industry and you're not quite sure how those words or how those terms or how those things mm-hmm. Um, manifest themselves, right? So like, I think one of the things that I've learned through seeing you develop and grow from mm-hmm. not just being like a lyricist, but then also being a producer right. is to hear about terms like mixed, mixing and mastering, For sure. uh, talk, learning about sound levels, learning about having an opportunity to like have your own, like make your own beats and those right. types of stuff. Like as someone who is just a consumer of music, there's a bunch of things that I probably don't get about all of that stuff because mm-hmm. I'll be honest, like, I'm probably one of those people who, like, uh, those, like, music listeners who, like, s- sometimes, like, the shit that you make now sounds the same as the stuff, like, you were making on GarageBand, like, back in the day. You sure, know Because sure. like, you don't know the difference you mean? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then I think similarly to, like, in the fashion game, like, now that you're in this, like, there's a difference between, like, when you use one type of shirt or a different type of shirt with a different fabric blend to it or when you use one printer that like you know a screen printer that's made your graphic centered but maybe a little bit larger than you thought it was going to be or smaller than when you thought it was going to be it's like those types of things like um, as the maker we always notice right and we strive for whatever it is that the vision that we had out or what we wanted to end, end up manifesting itself Um, Has to be right But as people who are on the other end You're often just like I don't notice these things right Or they can be things that are not noticed Or explicitly called out But make a huge difference In the end of the day right Like someone may not be able to say Oh like I don't really like the GBC shirts Because they're not a combination Of polyester, cotton and rayon Right Right. No one's going to say that that, But they're going to put that shirt on And be like oh, I just don't really like how it fits. Like, it's a little bit scratchy, right? Similar thing... Or whatever it is. Right, or, like, similar thing with the music, right? If someone puts a song, it's like, like, I'm not out here gonna... Like, I might be hearing, like, oh, like, I felt like the beat was a little bit louder than your voice was on it, and, like, I I don't know. I just like, it just just didn't go for me. You know what I... I, But, like, oh, but you're over here in your head seeing, like, oh, the levels were off or something.
0: Yeah, no, but... And you know what's annoying? Like, um... Sometimes... You, 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 you gotta, it's hard with critiques you gotta take. Yeah. You gotta take every critique. Right. You can't be soft about it. Right. But when people go, it's just not my vibe. Yeah. It's like, I can understand. Or if you, or if somebody says, it's not the right vibe.
1: Yeah. Well, there's this. It's it's like, that's so, that's a subjective thing to say. Well, also there's this like critique vocabulary that not doesn't exist either. You no, know what I'm saying? Like it's an unspoken, these people yeah. who like and especially as when you're on the side of making something, you mm. have the complete vocabulary right. to speak about something, right? Like versus like the things you're making are not for people who will also have the same heightened understanding of of how these things are made. Yeah. But they'll have a very visceral reaction to it that can be described at so many different levels of detail. Mm. The worst one being this is not my vibe to the most specific one being like, I think you need to turn the bass levels up. Sure, sure, sure. I. That's the same 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 thing with like t-shirts where like someone can be like, yeah, like I just did not really like how it fit super general versus someone being like, yeah, I felt like the cut was much more slimmer on the torso or like I felt like the chest area was like just not too big. Those are the types of, that's when you have that like, like real specific vocabulary, yeah. right? That you that you speak, I speak, and the people who are in that industry making for those things speak. You know? Yeah, dude. And you know it's funny, like um, with
0: music. I'm, I want to try to find a, more parallels between the fashion and music. Yeah. But with this one, I'm about to say is really like, come on, Ichi we got the dog here with us guy's um, Ichiro. We. Uh, so with with what I'm doing with music now. You know, as you know, critiques are really important to me. And I never will forget the early critiques was, this sucks, like your flow is literally bad, yeah. right? So now the critiques that I get from the inner music people, the more specific those critiques, the better the song. Because when people are saying something that's that minor, yeah, I'm like, I don't think people are really gonna notice. Because I, and I know that, You have to base a lot on what you feel. Like, if I don't like the song, which is very rare that I make songs I don't like, but Mm. if I don't like it, it's like, doesn't matter about mixing and mastering. I won't put it out if I don't like it. Mm. But if I like it, if I listen to it while it's mixed and mastered, and I believe in the mix and master, I'm going to put it out. And every time I've done that with all my songs, it, it it just hasn't failed me. I think people... Some of my music friends will be like, I don't like how you did this hook, and da 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 da. But then fans will just be like, this song was sick, bro, you just did this, this, and that. It's just like, I think people, I think like you just gotta dial in with what you want. I think people are gonna vibe with it. Like I think the people who are like you, your dream customer, your cult. Do you do you think
1: it's like that with fashion? I mean I think I think like where we where it gets really difficult, is that like you're borderline something that is very self-expressive, but also takes on this very like consumer mindset also, right? Like, mm. not only are you making music for you, but you're making music you hope other people will like. Oh, right? for sure. I'm not yes. so like, yeah, right. What you're, I think the process you were just speaking to earlier is the core of what you need when you're making things, yeah. especially that are so self-expressive. Like, you gotta like the stuff you put out. Like, mm-hmm. if you get to a point where you're making things that you're not proud of or that, like, you wouldn't... that you don't fuck with, you're probably not in the right space. Right. But to say that, like, that's the only thing is really difficult right. also, right? Like, yeah, sure. because you're also trying to respond to an industry and market that you are trying to be a part of, right, and be successful in. Yeah. I think, like... And, it, and, I, and i don't think it's very different but i think with music because it's so ephemeral and the industry has moved its way to being where like the music itself isn't the commodity anymore like you can put out music and not necessarily have to feel the listeners support through the way of like monetary like support and that i like, don't like people aren't buying songs anymore. I think what the harder part about the music, uh, not the music, the 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 t-shirts and the fashion stuff is that like, when you create things, when you create fashion stuff, like, unless you're like high end fashion doing runway shit and have and have the backing for it, like you're making things for consumers, and like you can very much initially try to think about it in a way that's like, yo, is someone actually gonna want to buy this or wear this, and that's where I would say that like, maybe the levels in which you can focus on that core of yourself and how you feel about it might differ a little bit more. I would say that the level of originality and expression that like you as the person making that have to be there. Like Mm. the stuff you put out should be stuff that you like, Right. but I will say that like through my time with GBC, I focused just as much about what other people were interested in as what I was also interested in Mm. when it came to making things. But it was never, like, in an unauthentic way. It's just this idea of, like, knowing where people are at and trying to meet people where they are, you know?
0: Dude, well, this is a big differentiator, I think. But you correct me if you think I'm wrong here. But, like, I think fashion has more pressure to be something other people like. It is literally, like, you're not just... If if you were just making all one-of-ones for you to wear... Yeah. But it's just, like...
1: Nobody starts a clothing brand to make, I mean, right? yeah, it, it could be, it could be like what the actual like output is at the end of the day. Right. Like music is something that we all listen to. That's actually like very personal, right? Like yeah. You put it on your, like you're listening to it while you're doing stuff. Right. Um, you got your headphones and nobody else has to listen to the same music you're hmm. listening to. Yeah. When you go to concerts for stuff, you're going with people who are like minded and the things that they like. Right. Like, right. and so I think for that music is much more personal in that way. Fashion, I think, although that's interesting an, and we could have a, we could have a whole nother discussion about where fashion should be. We should talk like, about it right now. that? But like, I think m- mainstream and commercial fashion is much more focused on what, how you will feel presenting yourself with that stuff to other people. That's that's what I'm saying. I think that's a huge difference. Oh, that's interesting What well, you it's said the earbuds thing. and shit. It's then. a huge difference. Um, should it be like that? I don't think so. Like, I think as I've, like, grown up, still enjoying, like, you know, I'm a couple years out of being a part of the industry sure. much more, like, specifically, but, like, as I've, like, still partook, partaken as a, as a consumer and as, like, my own, like, maker on the side, like, I think I've learned that, like, Fashion and one's idea of fashion should actually probably sit closer to the idea of music in that kind of way. Like, we shouldn't really be wearing things to, like, impress other people or hope that other people will think they're cool. We should really just be wearing things that, like, make ourselves feel better or, like, speak to, like, what we like, you know? Um, And in that way, I think it's very similar to music. But I would say that, like, the pressure of being a part of that industry is just not as there. Like, fashion is very much driven off of this ideal coolness perception it's like it's like instagram at this point you know what i'm saying like that's kind of
0: sometimes and music can get there yeah that's what i was gonna gonna say is like music can kind of music can kind of be like that i mean especially like the hip-hop rap genre Totally. totally but um so you know, I actually want to talk about this too, the segments of the fashion industry. Yeah. Because with music yeah. it's like music's a really big word. There's yeah. literally numerous genres. And even within hip hop, my niche, which there's even there's even niches within hip hop. There's yeah. like there's like Lil Uzi type of hip hop, yeah. and then there's Toby Lou and then there's Smino, I why am I naming artists? Gabe Likes? Then there's, like, Kevin Gates and Drake. Uh, yeah, I don't know, yeah. It's, Smino, like... You lost me.
1: You made me feel really
0: old just now, because, like... I honestly haven't I even listened like, to most of those dudes. I, I just thought know, about... those people you just talked about. You know what? But, me, okay, okay. <laughs> then there's, like, Classic Rock. Yeah, Then totally, there's, like, totally, John Mayer. And then totally, there's, like... Totally. Just all these different people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's with
1: fashion? What are the yeah, niches? Yeah, man, like, I think, I think it's similar, right? Like... I think explicitly to know that like fashion and music are very linked in the way that like there is uh, very much so like the subcultures in music actually put out a certain level of fashion taste too you know what I'm saying like like, we can't pretend that like hip hop itself does not have a visual look to it no it does for sure and rock music has a visual look to it country music has a visual look to it right like if you didn't just see a fucking cowboy I did on like then like you know what I'm saying like it's totally linked and so I think when you talk about one of the ways that fashion is segmented I think it's in one of those ways as well and I think it extends beyond music. Music. What are some of them? Like name yeah, a, name yeah. a bunch of them. Uh, no, no, so, so, so hold on. So like I okay. Think, so I think that's like one area to consider. Okay. And the two other most important aspects to think about uh, music, uh, fashion from that is not particularly linked to like a type of subculture that music also like contributes to, um, are two things. I think geography. And weather play a huge difference in how people dress <laughs> and what people look for. Right. You know, like where they're, where they're positioned in the world, what type of environment they live in, what type of things that they're doing. I think those types of things influence a lot about what people wear and what people like. You know, um, if you're up in Seattle, like you're probably looking for like weatherproof gear. You know, what I'm saying that will do well in the in the rain. Like you're probably not really into the suede's and the linen material, you sure. know what I'm saying? Because it's cold and it's wet, you know? Um, but if you're in your Hawaii, man, like, you're probably looking for something, like, more on the linen side to breathe. I mean, if you're in Florida, right? Like, with the humidity, like, that's where linen thrives, you know? Dude. As, as a fabric, right? right. Or, or short sleeve button downs, right? Like, like, those things thrive in the warmer weather, weather areas, right? I need to know this
0: now. Yeah. Like, yeah. you were three cities, yeah, you man. were Hawaii. Yeah, for Gifted by Choice, for those yeah. you don't know, like when Evan first was doing Gifted by Choice, yeah. it was where you you know you right. kind of I grew up in Hawaii. Of,
1: yeah, so yeah, a lot of a lot of support out in Hawaii. Shout out to the folks. Well, out you live there. That's right. That's right. Um, and then, but at the time that I was doing GBC, I was in Seattle. So looking at you in California weather. first, then Seattle, and then Seattle. Right, right, right. So first starting in California, then Seattle. So kind of having that three base. I those think, are three different geography climates. Totally. So totally. how did you? Yeah, so, okay, so, so, yeah, so I think the, the important thing to align, though, is that, like, you can align to these different segmentations of fashion differently, right? Like, you Mm -hmm. can, you can still create things that are not so geographic specific, you know what I'm saying? Like, and still hit a mark on people, right? So, like, GVC very early on was very much more like an urban and streetwear brand, right? And so, like, there were things about it that you could sell across all these three different regions that, like, you knew would hit, right? And and some of the things you also were trying to partake in also and I think when I talk about geography and weather it has also not, not so much to do with just like where you are but also like what are people looking for in that particular time. So like selling a hoodie in the winter time even if Like, one of your main markets is Hawaii. Like, it's not a weird thing to do, right? Like, especially when you have a market like Seattle, where they are looking for that kind of stuff. Mm. The other thing you have to ask yourself, though, is like, why am I selling a t-shirt in the wintertime, right? Mm. If people are mostly looking for things that are thicker, cover more of the body, warmer, right? But like, as somebody who had a face that also was in Hawaii, right? I also was like, yeah, why not put out a t-shirt in December, because... I have folks out in Hawaii who are still wearing T-shirts, you know? So it's like looking at it like that, you can kind of take these, not risks, but have an awareness of like what is the most appropriate thing to sell at this particular time. You well, know? a lot has to do sounds like, with yeah. your customer base too. And so I think, so, and so, those, so if we talk about those two things, there's a subculture aspect tied to music. There's this geographic and seasonal aspect to clothing as well. The last one I think is the economic side of clothing as well so like what particular mm. demographic from an economic status standpoint you want to cater to is also i think the last part right like who am i looking for and what <laughs> price points are they drawn to you know, like are they out here trying to buy like the 100 percent cotton t-shirt for like 30 bucks or are they out here trying to buy like the um The french terry cotton uh, t-shirt for 90 bucks you know what i'm saying like right that i think is another also another segmentation of the the market so i think when you look at making clothing and you look at who you cater to as a brand i think those three things i think um are all a part of when you decide to do what type of clothing when right
0: yeah you were talking about earlier before we did we're recording like um, the difference between it used to be four seasons yeah. and now it's 52 weeks.
1: Can you talk yeah. about what that means yeah. and the difference between those now? Yeah. So, uh, so like traditionally, um, and when we talk say traditionally we talk about it more as in like the pre-internet stage. Yeah. And I think also when we talk pre-internet, we also just talk like, the, uh, like pre-globalization also. Right. Like when we really talk about how influenced we all are with, by the rest of the world, so frequently has to do with the internet, but also just has to do with like us having exposure to the rest of the world, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, we well, going back to it. So the 52 season cycle is kind of a newer concept and it's mostly um, dr- um, caters to the idea of also like this tr- trend and this term called fast fashion, which is this idea of like making really cheap and inexpensive trendy clothing uh, and producing a lot of it. Um, so a great example of that is like H&M. You know, because H and M puts out really cheap clothing, and it's always very trendy. It's always really shitty quality too, but they're actively seeking to put out something every week—a new to, piece of clothing, a new every piece week. of clothing—to stay ahead of the market. And they're creating clothing that's not meant to last that long either, so they can continue to sell more. The 52 weeks uh, uh, season is um, 52 seasons um, is uh, definitely mm-hmm. has like a negative connotation to it, but it's this idea that like. We are quickly moving through and past things, and we are creating things at a much lower quality to do so, right? Like to sustain trends, to sustained coolness. We are moving things in that direction, and also in that, that regard, it's also making more money because of it. The traditional, um, uh, you know, spring, summer, fall, winter, like seasonal collection idea uh slightly slower right like because you're getting all your stuff together to put out for like one season right and then you gotta wait until the next season to put out stuff like um i think people some folks who are still like very much tied to that are like the footwear industry who like nike actually knows what shoes they're putting out a year from now today right you know right um but, like, when we talk about some of the smaller brands or we talk about brands who cater themselves to them, like H&M, like, they actually are able to, like, identify and cater to trends that they see just pop up out of nowhere mm-hmm. and fuel that inadvertently also expediting it as well. Right. And then moving on to the next one. So, how, how is it, like,
0: Yes. how do you come up? How, are you, how do you come up? Like, we're, we're a clothing brand. We're trying to come up. Yeah, how do how do you
1: come uh, up? Yeah, I think it's so it's it's different these days, right? Like, and I think the the other part too is that like um, seasonal collections are just merely a good time and understanding. It it goes off of a very old, like much more like um, functional based clothing schedule, right? Because this idea of that like each season the weather will change and you will need a different type of clothing to stay alive, right? Right. Um, But I think as we move forward, like it's important to always know that like when you're selling clothing what type of clothing are people needing based off of the weather but also like I think you know with GVC actually we started off with much more seasonal collections and then actually moved much towards conceptual collections okay and so I think like where we are today is I think a lot of brands are now putting out more conceptual collections and I think this is where things like storytelling and marketing and social strategies are starting to become much more important but also just like a big part about deciding what you put out and what it, what it looks like just as much as like the seasons you know like you know like the season will tell you if you should put out a hoodie or a tank top sure. but what people are really looking for are these differentiating products that speak to them or send out a message that they get right, right. and so like for uh, I think being in this industry nowadays it's really about trying to put together and package this idea or collection that speaks to a, a particular idea or concept that you can get people around. Yeah. You can get people to want to buy him too.
0: Dude, and it's like, you know, the difference with, happened with music too. It used to be a very album-driven market. Totally. Totally. And I mean, maybe it is, even now it's kind of like still that way for really big artists. Yeah. You can put out an album and just, not put anything out for a yeah. while when you're huge. It's a good point. But Thank the you. come up, I mean, you know where I'm at. For those of you listening, you know I'm putting out two songs a month, mm. right? And I really got inspired from Russ, who did one song a week for three years straight and blew up. Yeah. And when I sat with that, it made sense with the times where it's like, cause I, you know, before I was doing traditional mixtapes, whatever. And yeah. I was like, basically, like when you're on the come up, come up ground level, I don't know if it's the same with fashion, but with music, you put something out and you have like a week, like you maybe have two weeks where like when you're on the real ground level, come up or maybe three weeks of lifetime yeah. for like no matter what you put that, out, even yeah. if it's, and, that, and to me, that's the same with one song and 10 albums, it's going to be the same lifespan. So why would you put so much effort? 10 songs takes way longer to make than one song.
1: Yeah You get what I
0: mean, I'm saying? Yeah It's it's obviously it's Anybody can do whatever they want It's totally. not, not passing judgment totally. But that's where I kind of Took the ethos of like That's why I'm trying to just do Like If I were to put an EP together It would last as long As one of my songs yeah. So why not just put I mean, songs I,
1: I think I would agree That like nowadays It's like it's easier for you To try putting out a, a t-shirt And seeing what people like now Than like waiting to put together Like a five, six, seven-piece collection for a season, you know, yeah. and catch on that wave, you know. Like, why not just drop like a really cool hoodie in the wintertime and see what happens, you know? Yeah, like, would you call that a winter collection? Probably not. But you're like, just dropping one hoodie. You're dropping something and trying to capture on it, and you'll keep it moving as as it succeeds or doesn't, right?
0: The other thing too that's tough with, you know, we talked about this with music. For me, it doesn't cost me any money to make music it's free so yeah. I can make as much as I want with clothing if you're on the come up free and you're balling comes, on
1: free when it comes to money perspective time is also a commodity sure but if you have a lot of time and no money it's like you're good to go with maybe music you be a, yeah
0: but <laughs> with but if you
1: <laughs> you just said maybe you should be a musician well, I, mean, you're, I am <laughs> well, but I mean I mean like no but with the clothing you have, you have to put money if you, in you have time and you have no money you really can't be a part of the clothing game you know exactly yeah it's unfortunate but yeah that's what, I, that's what I'm talking about
0: yeah so Yeah. So talk more about that though.
1: Because that's a huge differentiator between music and clothing. Yeah, and I think I think that's where earlier when I was talking about like were we talking about it during this podcast or I don't know podcast. Well wait, what was it? Um but I think this idea of like how do you continue to make something for yourself but also make stuff for other people. You right. know? I think that's where with the fashion stuff in particular that becomes a much more even need when like when you start because you're creating something that is meant to be purchased or be shared by other people and it has such a significant monetary investment to it to be a part of it's like you can't be ignorant of like what um what people are into what season it is you know what i'm saying like let's just say i like have a really cool and awesome idea for a, t- a design for a tank top right mm-hmm. but like it's fucking december you know right. <laughs> like <laughs> like why would i sink right. 5 600 dollars in a run right. of tank tops at that time or with the expectation that like i would be getting my money back super quickly or whatever sure you know i think those are the things that that you have to you have to consider right does it make
0: sense um, to make... Like, let's say you don't have the money to pay for all your clothes for the year. But you do have the time to make all your designs. Does that make sense to say... I guess you'd call it front load? I front load all my songs. I have my songs for March, April, and May. Yeah. March, April, right? Does that make sense to do that with designs? Well, to so be like, yeah, we have so our summer
1: and yeah, winter so, and next January. But I think I think what you have to look at is like how... What is the opportunity for some for you, the person you the 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 uh, the fan, the consumer, whatever you wanna call them, to be able to consume what you make? Like a a fashion designer or a budding fashion designer can draw sketches, can create really high resolution mock-ups mm. on the computer and make clothing all they want for free. Same thing with the amount of time they have, right? But like mm. in the end of the day, like because it's because clothing is a um, is a, it's a physical product, right? Like, um, it is difficult to, like, this idea of front mode yeah, yeah. or whatnot. Like, I mean, if you have an idea of was clothing you want to make and you design it all because you have the time, but you're still waiting on a couple paychecks to get it, like, for sure do it in that way, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, it's really tough, though, to the idea of, like, making clothes without the financial investment yeah. opportunities yeah. also. Um, I think but I think it's similarly I think it's similarly to also how like like you couldn't expect yourself to be putting out high quality music without the investment of certain equipment or programs and that kind of stuff too you know like yeah um, I think when we just what like the difference is just the the, the threshold barrier right like you can still go to Target and buy a bunch of t-shirts and like buy one of those like iron on printer sheets you know so you ever seen those you ever see those where mm-hmm. like you can literally print on a piece of paper and then yeah. like iron it onto a yeah. t-shirt you could totally do that for way cheaper than any of the other stuff on but you couldn't expect yourself to be putting out stuff that you would see in Nordstrom's or at, at a fucking store sure if you were doing it that way but you could still make clothes if you wanted to right and you could make a graphic t-shirt if you wanted to that way right and I made some of the early GBC t-shirts like that you know it's a great way to just try out something new right right um, but I think where I think where it falls apart is definitely, like, the difference in how whatever it is you want to make is consumed between music and fashion, right? Like, fashion is a physical product. Yeah. Whereas music is not.
0: Yeah. And we were talking about the difference in how – this was definitely before the pod. Yeah. We were talking about the differences in how clothing is consumed and music is consumed. Music is a three-minute song – it's a subscription based mostly nowadays. Um, there's a high, maybe there's a higher volume. I don't know, maybe not. But there's a lot of music out there. Right? Yeah. I don't know if it's, there's it's, as much. It's, it's tough
1: to say. Like yeah. at, at this point, like there are a lot of people making stuff nowadays. Yeah, I remember back when I first started at GBC, 2000, end of 2010, early 2011. Instagram had only been around as a product for a year. Right at that time, how many users did it have? Oh, like. Barely any. They were growing traction at least, but for, for sure, sure, like, I mean, like, I remember when you told me
0: to get an Instagram, yeah, it was, and I was like, "That was shit ain't so gonna blow." And you're like, "Dude, it has 300 million users." It was super early, man. Yeah,
1: and like, but like, and now like every, like, you'll get followed by a random clothing brand every other day now. You know, like looking for followers. It's a completely different market now. Is it more democratized? Is it, um, is it like, did the threshold of a barrier? open up a little bit yeah for sure um so that's where i can't say that like there's more music in the world than there are t-shirts out there to buy like maybe maybe they're similar yeah um but both things have seen such a huge has have seen such a huge increase over the like expansion of like not only platforms to share but also ways to create right like we even also had a conversation conversation about drop shipping right like drop shipping also changes the way that people make things too yeah they don't actually physically have to have anything anymore to make it happen they can just design something on the computer add it to one of these drop shipping sites and see if their shit sells right Right. like that also completely changes the game as well right like the barrier to entry is so much lower it's actually zero yeah so much it's so much lower yeah yeah
0: yeah no and that's like um similarly with music there's like sites like splice.com where you can download sounds to make your beats out of. For so sure. you don't have to know music theory. You can download someone else's sound and you can make a beat. And I don't think there's any I mean that's how I started making beats. Now that's right. Now I play the piano and stuff so I I have a mixture. That's right. So um that's right. It's very very similar, you know, yeah. with that. And I mean, a lot of people blow up music careers from covers yeah. where they just don't even,
1: they just sing someone else's song. Totally. And people I, like it. I know this, bro. I yeah. I'm Asian. I grew up in, grew up through the Asian YouTube era. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All those fools have careers based off of making covers of other music. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's YouTube. It's a thing. Yeah.
0: I mean, do you think that, like, cause a lot of people get really upset about the rise of social media. People seem to think that it's really ruining our world. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, sure, it could, it couldn't, but it's, it, it does and it
1: doesn't. It's like, to me, I don't
0: feel like, like, I feel like where things are,
1: just where things are. Yeah. It's a good question, man. I mean, like you have people who are talking about it in extreme cases of terribleness and then in extreme cases of success, right? Like not a day goes by that the internet is not saving lives and killing people at the same time, right? Um, I think where like my stance with social media is whether or not it's a net positive or or not is um, just more of like, do you feel like your usage of social media is bringing you closer to who you want to be or how authentic you feel like you can be in this world? I think is where you just have to determine for yourself whether or not social media is helping you in that way. Like the Mm. access to information and the access to content is so huge that like if you're accessing it for the right reasons and growing as an individual, it's probably the best tool that you have in your tool chest, right? Yeah. But if you're using it to get exposure to what other people like and what other people are telling you is cool, and you are moving farther away from the things you like and more into the things that you think other people will like, if you partake in them, then you're not using it correctly in that way.
0: Right, and it's also like, you know, with my whole thing with social media, like, it's it like it. it I I can't. I mean, I guess I could, but I can't stay consistently posting every day. I mean, I probably could if I really put my mind to it, but it's literally, like, emotionally draining for me. And this is talking about my Leazy the Gifted personal brand, not my clients. For sure. Clients I post because it's work. Yeah. For me, though, like, to present myself, sometimes you just don't feel like going to a freaking speed dating event. Sometimes you don't feel like going out with your friends. Sometimes you really do just need to sit and watch Netflix by yourself or you need to just read a book. Yeah. So that's similar to why me with Instagram, some days, some weeks, I'm like, I just posted twice a day, every day. And then I'll go four days, I won't post. But it's just like, it's just emotionally
1: draining. Yeah. Because I don't want to present myself
0: to everybody. Totally.
1: It's it's like... Because in one way, you're actually moving more authentically to you, right? Like, you're actually responding to like, hey, like, I don't... I'm, I'm like riding a high right now and I like want to share the world with what I'm doing today. Yeah. and other days you're like, I'm not fucking feeling it. So I'm not posting. That's the more authentic way to go about using it versus like feeling like you're forced to post stuff even when you're not feeling it or when you're not doing something cool, you know, right? Like those things. Or when you don't think you're doing something that will look great if you post it on the internet. Like those are, those are the ways that you shouldn't be using it. You know? Well, and what's tough
0: too is like, it's just like with, we, we were talking about music and fashion, like if you make a song, this was definitely before the podcast. When you make a, when you make music and you release it, you are releasing it for other people. Same with clothing. I mean, unless you're literally sewing your own clothes, which I know you sew, but if you're literally just sewing clothing, just because you literally are like, no, I just want to make my own clothes. Yeah. If you're not doing that and you're making a clothing brand for other people, what gets really tough is when you don't get, you don't get the reception that you wanted. Totally. So that's another reason that I that I don't post. Because why would I post a picture and not want likes and comments? That's why I'm posting.
1: Yeah, and that's one one reason
0: why you why you would post, right? It's one of the reasons. Yeah, it's one of the objective reasons. Subjectively, it's also because I want to connect with people and I want people to feel inspired and I want to. Yeah,
1: I mean, I wouldn't call it a subjective or objective reason. You're just doing it for either a you or for an other people reason, right? Yes. like with clothes right like you can either make clothing for yourself or you can make clothing for other people right (laughs) like Uh, and if you make clothing for yourself, you probably should be sewing your own stuff so you can make one of one. Sure so live that life, right? But if you start to work in larger quantities or whatnot, like you're probably starting to make it for other people. Similarly with music, like if you wanna make music just for you, like sure you can do that. Like it's you know, make music you wanna hear, right? Right. Maybe they, it's a lot easier to then share that music out with the world, but then at some point you actually then hit a point where if people are listening, you wanna make music that people enjoy, right? And then all of a sudden now you're caught in this thing where you're not just making it for yourself anymore. You're making it for you and you're making it for people who are listening, right? I think with I think with fashion too, like the same thing should be said as like, you know, when you, you always want to start from a place where you are making things that you like and the things that you think are either missing out there or, or speak much more to who you are as a person, right? Or the things that you like or the things that you care about. At some point... If you do that, you'll find other people who also think similarly, feel similarly, and want to partake or enjoy the things that you make, too. And at that point, you then just have to decide, or maybe subconsciously or consciously, you realize that like, now you're no longer just doing it for yourself. And that's, and that's a moment when um, you start down a path that could lead you down. A very difficult one that takes you far away from you, right? Right. There's nothing wrong with it, but it just—it's a. That's tough, though. It's to identify. It, you just have to be self-aware about it, dude. That's that's tough. I mean, we see that
0: the we see people get really big, and we we say they sell out, quote yeah. unquote. They sell out. I mean, I don't I don't like to say that when people sell out because I don't. You don't really know what that artist or that fashion designer is going through. I mean, they put everything into this craft, and then that craft has been lucky enough to give them the opportunity to make a living. So it's like, now I'm not just making shit to have fun. It's like, no, I'm not going to yeah. f- be able to feed my family
1: if this doesn't sell. That's a whole nother mindset. Yeah. But then, I, but then it's also lost like. But then, but, but then there's no problem. There's no reason why it's, it, it's, it's not okay that it, it's lost you too. Cause it's become farther away from something that you like, right? Like mm-hmm. an artist who sells out, is not an artist who's doing anything wrong. It just means that you no longer connect with what they're doing anymore yeah it means you should probably like this is, it's a cycle right there's a reason why we're not all here with band-aids underneath our eyes listening to Nelly talk about what Air Force wants you know what I'm saying like we're just we're we just no longer connect with it and we've moved on to something else that we also connect with you know like I mean I still fuck with Nelly all day but like but there's there's a, just a difference that like as time goes on there's a reason why like new people come in new sounds new perspectives come in sure and, like they speak more to who you are like um, I'm like not really the kind of guy that wears graphic t-shirts anymore at one point like I was making a brand that had graphic t-shirts and I was wearing more graphic t-shirts and like nowadays like I probably wouldn't make a graphic t-shirt or I wouldn't wear a graphic I wouldn't make a graphic t-shirt because I wouldn't wear one for me right like if I'm making stuff for me right um, and but that's just recognizing that like my audience and what I'm into is now different. And I just like, if I'm going to make stuff, it's not going to be for people who like graphic t-shirts. It's going to be people who like the kind of stuff that I like.
0: Yeah, sure. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Now, um, by the way, like air force ones, like tangent, but like, you know, my cousin Ella, who's in eighth grade. Yeah. Like for her birthday in January, she had gotten a pair of like Coke white air force ones, like brand new. Oh yeah. And I was like, those air force ones are sick. And then we got to talking And she didn't even know That like They came out A while ago Oh yeah She didn't know the Nelly song And I was like Wait you didn't know That these are She didn't know What the word re-retro even was I was like No like I was like You know that these are re-retroing And she's like What's that mean And I'm like
1: Well, just think, I mean... It's crazy. uh, Yeah, because people can be wearing Air Force Ones and not realize that they originally came out as a performance basketball shoe that Rasheed Wallace wore on the court. You know what I'm saying? Right. Same people... Is that what they were? Yeah, man. It was for Rasheed Wallace? No, 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 but like Rasheed Wallace wore them on the court. They were originally like performance basketball sneakers. It's the same thing. They're not bad for basketball, actually. They're not bad, but they do not have the latest technologies. But they had the latest technologies at the time when they came out in 1980, right? Right. Is that when they came out? 1980, I believe. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, I think similarly to like people don't realize that uh, Chuck Taylors were also a performance basketball sneaker. Yeah, you know? they actually were the basketball. <laughs> they sneaker. They were the basketball sneaker. Right. And at the time, man, like, and that's and that's crazy that like now we live in a world where like we have all these things that no longer. You want to know something funny? By the way, Nike yeah. owns Converse now. Oh,
0: a hundred percent. How crazy is that? Yeah, I mean, because yeah. before Nike was like nothing. When Converse Like when Larry Bird And Magic Johnson Were rocking Converse Yeah Nike couldn't even Rear it's ugly head Like they, no one knew I know but ask yourself How many
1: Nike models You know nowadays And how many, how many Chuck Taylor uh, How many Converse models You know nowadays too Right like How many like There's a growth curve There's a growth curve No no curve. I
0: know But how crazy is that That the times can change Oh totally man Like Nike went from like Everybody going Nike Ugh To like Now Nike owns The one who used to be The big dog Totally Jordan almost didn't sign with Nike. Yeah, maybe. He was going to sign with,
1: I think... I think he was going to sign with yeah. Converse. Yeah. And and just think, actually, nowadays, there are kids out here in their teens who are rocking Jordans and don't even know why the shoes they're wearing are significant. Yeah. Or, like, why Michael Jordan is regarded as the goat. You know, like... They have no they clue. They just know. I'll be honest, I barely know. I mean, it just right. depends on what age you are, right? right. You're saying, like... Like like we were born in the nineties, man. Like we caught a real small tail end of it, but like we missed the whole championship run because we were just we fucking being war, born. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but, no, but, we but were, like but right? we, were, we were enough that like to watch highlights. Like my you know like my my parents, my grandparents were really into Jordan growing up. Like I joined rookie cards. Like you were know saying, like the whole thing was there. You know what I'm saying? Right. But like now, if you think about, it, there's these kids these days who are so fucking far from that. You know, like well, no, that they have LeBron now. Like they have a different. Yeah, they have LeBron exactly different icons exactly
0: exactly and, and, and I've always this is actually sort of related to what we're talking about because really what we're talking we're just about this is kind just, of going off on no no we're talking top. about culture we, 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 we're talking we, about urban pop culture really yeah, is yeah, what yeah, we're yeah. talking about and it's like it's like all the old heads will never let LeBron be the GOAT
1: no no the dudes no.
0: who watched but but the, their it's it, an error thing right but yeah. it depends their reasoning is I've watched both Right? Their reasoning is I've watched both. So yeah, I have more of an opinion than you. You never yeah. watched Jordan. Yeah,
1: dude. And just like how there are some kids these days who, like, are – who will say that Steph Curry is the greatest player that they sure. in their life. And honestly, he deserves that title to them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like – you know, someday we'll be having this conversation about Giannis, probably, too, man. Like,
0: yeah, right. Or LeBron. I mean, when LeBron retires, people are going to start talking about him differently. Yeah,
1: man. I don't think people were
0: ready to say that he's whatever. I don't want to get too sportsy. No, but, it,
1: but it's all an era thing, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I mean, it's, it's, we're very lucky that we've had some really seamless transitions between eras of great athletes, right? Like, you transition from Michael Jordan to Kobe Bryant and Kobe Bryant to LeBron James, you know, like, it's. It's been quite phenomenal, you know, that like we've had these folks to like point errors at and when wherever you were at that time in that era it makes you feel a particular way about that. So that's why like the goat conversation is almost irrelevant at this point.
0: Yeah, you know, um, it's interesting. Like with music, music's kind of weird, or at least like I don't know much music. I only know hip hop. Yeah, it's so subjective.
1: Yeah, sports
0: isn't really that subjective.
1: Yeah, because you, you win. It's just you, like whoever you, has you, the numbers win and wins. And yeah, yeah. yeah, and like who puts up the
0: numbers. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like most people would agree that James Harden <laughs> is never going to be at the level of Kobe. He never has won a championship. Yeah. So it's just like you can't give yeah, it. Because he just didn't win as much. He has not <laughs> won. <laughs> <That's cool>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like yeah. – but here's here's the thing. I'm gonna, I'm literally about to argue with myself. Like with music, it's like I used to – get into the whole who's the top five rappers dead or alive right and to me i I grew out of that conversation because i realized well wait what are we talking about nobody ever wins these conversations so why are we having it now though i've like looked at it and so in my head i'm like oh i'm frustrated with music because it's not competitive Mm -hmm. to its core we made it up we invented sports is competitive to its core music isn't Right? Like, who's the biggest artist? But then I thought about it and I go, I bet Drake doesn't say that though. I was thinking about like dudes who just really like, Drake, Kanye, Jay-Z, Beyonce,
1: probably don't think that. They are really the biggest. Is that right? You know? But you're also like, at that point, you're playing with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just trying to beat you. You know? Ooh, I don't like that. Why? I don't know. I mean, I do like it. You're just trying to be, be. You're just trying to put out something better than the last thing you put out, you know. And better is subjective, you know. Well, I like that with music, actually, but I don't like it with sports because that's not how it works. Well, no, sports. Sports will never have that specific because sports right. is is a is a comp- competition based like. Activity. That's the point of it. Exactly. That's it's the art, art. It's to beat someone else. That's the, that's the art great. of sports. Yeah, but I mean, it's about. It's still about you. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know
0: what's tough is now I'm in the world of like entrepreneurship and like business and stuff. Yep. That's really hard too. What? Well, what is it to its core? Sports is not about delivering value. Like sports is like I'm gonna beat you. Yeah. Right. Now the sports industry, entertainment industry, that's different. Yeah. James Harden's a, a stud. Yeah. He entertains. He doesn't win championships though. Yeah. But they sell tickets. Yeah. So like with entrepreneurship. There's not entertainment. It's not like that. It's, it's bringing value. It's purely bringing value. Sure. That's definitely. what I'm... Like, it's so weird. Like, but it's... And it's uber competitive. Yeah. Like, entrepreneurship, if you don't think it's competitive, you're wrong. It's super... Right? Yeah. It's just like... I think entrepreneurship is almost like... It's almost like a middle ground between athletics and art. Because there's art to entrepreneurship. There's creativity. Sure, I mean, but there's also real competition.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I almost think you're giving a little bit too much weight to entrepreneurship in general as a like as a, Maybe. As a concept. Like, um, why do you say that? I think it just depends on how you regard entrepreneurship as
0: like. I think really, uh, I just mean if you own a business.
1: Yeah, yeah, but 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 like when you own a business, like success, you you, you have to look at what success looks like for you. You know, being entrepreneurship is actually more about you than anything. You know, oh, I get what you mean because like
0: not everyone wants to make a million bucks. Some that's people, right. no, I agree with that. That's but At the, the same time, there's could, competitors to you that want to knock you off. That's right. And when people have to, dis- when people have to figure yeah. out what they're going to do with their money, they are going to choose between you and somebody similar to you. That's right.
1: And there's the there's the market competitive rights to it too, right? But would you say that the success of an entrepreneur is? is like having is 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 having a store and making more stores. No no having a store no. and having a successful store right. or having a store that can't get taken down by the competition.
0: I uh, know exactly right. And that to me is where the art part comes in in a way. Because yeah. music is like I'm just competing with myself. Yeah. And that's where there's that artistic part of entrepreneurship. Yeah. But it is a very real competition. Yeah. Because unfortunately, like but what is success also in entrepreneur? For sure. It's that is literally dependent on the entrepreneur. There is literally no measure of it. It's what do you think? It's what you want, right? And would you say that that makes it fundamentally different than sports? Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Because sports literally is like you either win or you lose. That's it. It's black and white.
1: Yeah. But but no, I will say what, this. What about the love of the game? Ladies?
0: I was just about to say that. <laughs> no, that's no. I know you're kind of saying it as a joke, but yeah. I did an interview with. Uh, Brian Sullivan, he's a basketball coach too, and yeah. he used to coach at De La Salle. Mm. He coached at De La Salle for, um, I think, 28 years. Damn. Yeah, alongside, he was an assistant coach to Coach Frank Alaco Sr., who's a legendary basketball coach. So, Coach Frank Alaco Sr. and Sullivan, they won 90% of their games in 28 years. Yeah. But listen to this they only won three state championships. Not only. That's a lot of state championships. Well, yeah. Let's not get it twisted. But Coach Sullivan made me realize, he's like, that means that we were losers for 25 years.
1: <laughs> and like, well, he I didn't mean, say it in well, those means, words. Well, but, I mean, but that means that the 10% of the games that they lost were really fucking important games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but he didn't. And, and he
0: didn't say the word losers. He said, we ended our seasons with losses 25 years. Mm-hmm. We ended on a heartbreak. He's like, but were we losers? He's like, did we get nothing? No. That's ridiculous. That makes really? no sense. And, and then I was like, he really made me realize the process. He made me understand. Because um, you were talking, because like in, in the NBA, right? There's 30 teams, there's one winner. So like if you didn't win the championship, did you have a shitty season? It's, like, so hard for the Warriors. The Warriors won 73-9. and They went that year, and they lost in the championship. Let's not talk about that year. No, but it's, like, was that a shitty season? It's a season to learn from. It was a body of work. It's hard to just be, like, that season sucked. It's, like, they broke
1: hella records. Curry broke records. That's also also opposite of this idea of, like... uh, Sports being very binary, win or lose, right? Like, yeah, it is. Like, now you're out here trying to, trying to say, like, what does winning in sports really mean, right? And, like, is it a body of work or is it just continuing to win until the last game? That you well, off?
0: it's the same with James Harden. If James Harden retires and never won an NBA championship, I would never look at him and go, he had a shitty career. I wouldn't. But Charles that, Barkley never won a championship. He's a Hall of Famer.
1: But then, does that, but then that makes sports a lot more similar to art, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. You know? No, but that's... That's why we can continue to have the scope.
0: No, but we... No, but we develop what I just said. I th- no, actually, maybe not. I think. I think I'm just... It's hard, dude. The core concept of things, and then there's the surrounding things. The yeah. core concept of sports, I win, you lose. That's it. But then there's also... The preparation and the journey and then what do you learn from losing? What do you get from winning? It's like – but the core concept of music is not the same as the core concept of sports. The core concept of music is – I don't even know. <laughs> I actually have no idea. It's literally just create.
1: Maybe there is no core concept to sports though too. Like maybe you're just trying to make it simpler than it really is. Like maybe yeah, sports maybe. are not that simple, you
0: know? No, I agree. Being a basketball coach now, it's like – you know, I coach middle schoolers. I coach two yeah. seventh grade teams. Yeah. And our head coach, Frank Locco Jr., constantly reminds me. Remember what we're here to do. We're here to teach life lessons. Like, it's obviously amazing for us to win. But, dude, yeah. just remember that these kids are in seventh grade. It's yeah. way more important for them to get life right. lessons.
1: And, and, I mean, also just realize how quickly you go from this idea of, like, sports being winning or losing and then going to individual people's careers or individual people's success marks. Team, uh, people don't win championships. Teams win championships. That's true too, right? You know? And like, unless you're a tennis player, I'm yeah, yeah. interrupted. No, keep going. no, you're good. No, you're, it's true. But like, I think there's, um, I think there's a lot to learn about how sports are much more similar to these things. Right. Like, I think, I think if anything, this conversation that we've had today about how similar or different music and fashion is. Um, And then now talking about sports and entrepreneurship, like, all of these things are far more similar than they are different. That's so crazy. I mean, you're really right about that. Yeah. And that, like, it really just depends on what angle you're looking at it from that lets you know how much it is or isn't similar to the things, the other things in your life, right? Like, because you only have so much time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: I'm just mind blown I mean I just feel like I don't know I've always been operating on the. I've always been operating on this is one of the reasons I've been having trouble with hyper focus
1: Mm.
0: I, I, I just I just like constantly operate on the idea of being happy
1: yeah, dude. That's well, it, I and mean, it's so we, if, we, we could wholly have a part two of this, which is actually segueing it into like all aspects. You were like, like this is also very similar in the, the like love and romance and the affairs of the heart. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. all the. But shit that's so why that, I have you know? trouble. Like I can't like I have like I was telling
0: you I have all these different things. I can't just give them up. Like I can't just uh, dissolve my agency. Like I can't like emotionally. I can't quit coaching basketball. Like, I can't quit music. I can't quit the clothing brand. I just can't do it. Like, emotionally, like, it's too hard for me to do it, to quit any of those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when I was in school for, however, 18 years, like, I literally hated almost every minute of it. Like, damn near. And so I still feel like enjoying the freedom of not being like constrained mentally it's
1: like and I just keep doing all these things that I love doing you know what I mean yeah man I think the, the harder thing to like to suss out of this too though is that like when we talk about all these things that you're doing it's nothing to do with whether you quit them or not Right. it's where you apply focus too, yeah right so like um, when people feel like they're doing too many things to succeed it's because they haven't found that level of focus right, right? and like When we ask ourselves, do we have too many things to actually say that we're applying focus? any of those is where we reconsider how we prioritize or focus on things, right? And so, Mm -hmm. like, for you, it's like identifying that these are all things that you love, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But are you actually able to do any of them at their fullest potential? That's where my frustration comes in.
0: That's exactly where my frustration comes in. Yeah. What you just said. I'm not able
1: to do any of them at my full potential yeah that, that's the problem and that will never change like right. there's only 24 hours in the day and you only have so much energy man right like, you can't you know we, we only have two hands you know what I'm saying right. like you know you wanna um, know something crazy by the way
0: um this really has helped me a lot in the past however two years filling your free time with things that you don't think you're gonna enjoy but you actually will like reading for me I'm not saying this for everyone I used to not like reading Right Yeah um, But like Now Like when I Like let's say I finish all my tasks At like 12pm or 1pm What do I do Do I go on my phone Do I go on Netflix More likely I'm probably gonna pick up A freaking book That's awesome Even though like That's huge I don't really want it But I do it anyway Because yeah. I'm like Because I know that like You know what I'm gonna Um. Is that what time it is I'm tripping. Um, uh, because more likely I'm going to feel super good afterward. And I've realized that, like, building the foundation, um, we're talking personal development now. Yeah. Building the right habits to me is way more important than how you run a Facebook conversions ca- campaign or how you mix your snare. Because I used to think the opposite. It was all about technique, Mm -hmm. right? Technique, work ethic, knowledge, information,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right? Output, output. Mm -hmm. Now I've like realized though, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Now I know why those things mean nothing. If you can't make your bed, if you don't know how to cook your own food, at least basic shit. Like if you have to constantly go out to eat, like if you don't know how to make food, you know, that's healthy. If If you don't eat healthy, if you don't exercise at all, like right? if you don't read if you don't do like these things that maybe you I don't dude I really don't want to cook but like I know if I cook I'm going to make food that's more healthy than at Chick-fil-A for example I love Chick-fil-A though but you know what I mean Yeah That's some
1: shit that I really discovered that Sure man I mean and anything like all you're doing is just finding you're finding the ways to make your life into like what you want it to be man and like that's different for everybody right? Yeah um, but the but and, and it's also a growth thing too, right? Like now you have now that you have mastered the snare or mastered the Facebook conversion. Yeah, right. Using the term mastered very lightly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. You Not quite have, a master you, yet. You now have time to focus on things like your health, sure, or focus on things like broadening your vocabulary, your perspective through reading, you know. Um, and those things are just about identifying like at what point is it time to like start growing more and. And how do I get to growth? And it's by challenging myself in other ways, right? Um, and if that's where you're at, man, that's good, man. But like, it's it's never like um, it's never like a set thing, right? We're always consistently challenging ourselves, right? Like, like right. I like I've been out here challenging you to get a better understanding of the clothing industry, you know, right? Or not, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. these are learning how to can, like build a Facebook conversion or or complete a snare or whatever the words you were saying yeah, yeah, earlier. But I don't like, remember but like if you're if like if you're gonna be a part of this student industry you actually have to learn that type of stuff again. You know? yeah, yeah like how to ship internationally. <laughs> like those are things that you'll those are things you're gonna have to learn if you want to be a part of this stuff, you know? Right. No, I I, I, I I see it. I agree. I think that uh, Yeah. And this is where focus is applied, right? You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like this is where like I like
0: love learning, bro. Yeah. And I just yeah. feel like it's just what you're saying. To me, you could read a book, um, you could watch a video, or you could do it. And I like, you got to understand, when we were in school, when I was in school, I never learned through application. I never did anything. Yeah. But now that I'm not, like, the one thing that I want to learn, I want to learn life. I just want to learn life. Yeah, I want to learn anything I want, and to me, it's That's like okay, cool. if I'm interested in clothing, which I am interested in. I'm not gonna read listening to the audio book. This is not a T-shirt that helps me for sure. And it's a great book. That's not how I'm gonna learn f- fashion. I'm gonna learn fashion through ficking putting the money in, the skin in the game, like you were talking about. You can do. I mean, you can do it both ways. Right? Yeah, like, but if you really want to like benefit, I don't know what the word is, you know. If I wanted to learn about philosophy, I wouldn't go be a
1: philosopher. It's not what I'm into. I'd probably just read a book. I think it's. I think. I think where, where at, at least, and you feel free to tell me if I'm if I'm interpreting this wrong. But like, what it sounds like is that like, there there is only so much that one can learn from reading or from learning from other people's experiences. Yeah. At some point, you got to experience it yourself. Yeah, you you're know? right. I think like, yep. what I think school and, you know, when you're, when you're younger, you, uh, you have a much harder time with is, is, taking things that you hear about other people doing and then applying that or having the opportunity to experience it yourself, right? And now you're talking about having a much healthier balance between those two things, right? Like, you've learned, like, you learn and people will always continue to learn things through reading and through hearing other people's perspectives. Like, fuck, what's the difference between reading a book about whatever somebody else has to say on a topic than listening to two dudes talk on a podcast? It's the same shit. It's the same. Right? Um, And in the end of the day, like, we're out here talking about what are the differences between, these types of um, industries, or um, how to be successful in any of those types of things. But these people who are listening will eventually have to go, like, okay, I'm done listening to these people talk about it. I'm going to go now try to apply some of this stuff in my life, right? And like, that's those are two different things that can both get you to the place that you want to get to, which is knowing more and doing more of the things you want to do. Yeah. You know, dude, it,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. I think we should wrap it up because
1: we now we're literally about to go for another hour. I mean we just yeah. That's a whole yeah. new topic. It's a good conversation. I mean you and you also don't have to put this out if you don't want to. We're like, putting it out. What do you oh mean? Now, I'm, I'm, just like, saying, yes. I'm just saying it's a very like organic Why would you even say that? This is just a very organic That's conversation. what the big talk dude, that's what the big talk pot is all about. I baby it. girl. It's all about I guys And I, mean, I appreciate I appreciate you asking me to be here, dude.
0: No, wait, I'm here. No, no, you asked me to be here. I'm at your Uh, house. No, but on on the podcast. Of course. Well, the first time we did the pod, the problem with it was... What was the problem? Do you remember? Too many cooks in the kitchen. (laughs) No, not just too many cooks. Thomas Levy and Lee Litvin. (laughs) You can't put them in a room and try to throw a third person there. It's just not going to happen. Hey. The only guy who could match with those personalities maybe is like Donald Trump. That's the best guy. (laughs) Personality... In terms of, I don't even know what I was just saying.
1: But I the don't point, even know why you'd want to make that associate. I just
0: met like big personalities. I get it, I get it. All I met was like, I've always wanted to do a pod with you, and I feel like... This was fun. You can't have a third person. This was fun. I had a good time. I appreciate you having me on. Dude, I appreciate being hosted here in the penthouse <laughs> in the dog patch. And I appreciate you being here, man. I am on I, the second floor of an apartment complex. bro. It's But it looks like the, the penthouse around here, though. Got the chili, five star. Thanks, bro. Guys, thank you so much again for listening to the Big Talk with Leazy podcast. If you haven't already, go to giftedbychoice.com. Go get your hoodie there fresh. Um, and... You know, Hit me up when you do because I love to connect with everyone who buys a hoodie and buys any merch. And if you also have not already, leave a rating and review on the iTunes store. And if you have any other kind of podcast listening platform, just shout out the podcast. I'm really trying to grow this podcast as much as I possibly can. It would mean a lot to me just to see you guys engage with it and create a community, all right? hey big talk nation thank you so much appreciate you and I'll talk to you next week peace smell the snakes pulling out the brakes we ain't numbers for my grandma's sake pick it up I do the most pick it up I do the most pick it up I do the most big it up I do the most pick it up I do the most